All right, here we go again for Weenus of Friends podcast. This is week four, and I am your host, Regina Adams. It is episode four of season one, the one with George Stepanopoulos this week. And even though we have a girls versus guys split this week, I do still identify the main characters as Ross and Rachel. The other four are there to really just support them and add a little flavor to their stories and help move their storylines along. This is the first episode to me that only has two main characters. And again, I know no one's a main character, but I am picking out the main storylines from these. So I am going to call them main characters. But this is the first week that only has two main focal stories, whereas episodes one through three have had three dividing focuses or three different stories. So far, Joey is the only character I don't have a main storyline for. But don't worry, that's not going to be for long. All right, so let's get directly into it with a little bit of a data breakdown right away. Something that we haven't been able to look at too much because the first episode doesn't have it is the opening scene length. So episode four is currently the shortest opening scene length with only a minute. And it is the shortest by only 10 seconds. I think these are going to be pretty tight races between which ones are longest and which ones are shortest. Episode three, our last episode was a minute and 22 seconds at the highest. So not a lot of data to look at right now. Obviously, we're only in episode four, but episode four is officially the shortest as of this moment. We'll see if it stays the shortest throughout the entire season or if it ends up in the top, if we've got a couple that end up shorter than that. And then our closing scene length. This is something that I've been tracking. And what I mean by the closing scene length is when you get that initial music and then the created by credits that show up and then it fades away and then you come back for that last little scene before the episode's over. That's what I'm tracking. And all the episodes have had those so far. Episode four is not the longest, but it is only three seconds off from the longest closing scene so far. And episode one actually has the shortest closing scene at only 57 seconds. And then episode four like I said, it's not the longest, but it's the second longest at a minute and 25 seconds. We'll continue to track this just like we track the opening scene length and just see where each episode sits. Is there any correlation between the longest opening scene with the shortest end time or the longest end time with the shortest opening scene? We'll have to see if that goes hand in hand or... Maybe it's got the shortest opening and the shortest closing. I don't know. But something I did notice in a future episode 
because I'm doing little bits of pieces of data here and there as I record these episodes. I'm jumping ahead and getting little bits of the data done instead of the whole episode. But something I noticed in a future episode, which is going to be really interesting to start tracking, it's going to take a little extra research on my part, but the closing scene that I have on the DVD series is actually not shown on television. I went in to do a little research and sometimes I'll go look at the script. There's a lot of websites that have posted the script of the show. Some of them post it directly from what's on TV and some of them will break out and show what is in the non-televised version or the extended versions that are on DVDs that'll separate out what parts of the the script is not what's shown on TV. And I was trying to find that for a certain episode recently because I have a hard time hearing what the last word is and who is saying the last word because it's really hard to tell who's actually saying it because there's all five of them there. And so I went to look for the script. And when I went and looked for the script, I actually found out that the closing scene that I'm analyzing and looking at is not even aired. It never was. And the scene right before what I see in my DVD series is actually the closing scene on TV. So that'll be something I'll talk about when that episode comes up. But just sign of something else peek at as I go through this. And it's not going to be something I actively track. It's just if it happens to come up and I notice it, then I'll bring it up and let you guys know that, hey, there's a whole scene you're missing at the end of the episode that's so good. I think it's actually a funny scene. It's not a necessary scene. It's not pertinent to the storyline. So I can understand why they cut it out to make the timing for the TV slot. But it's still a funny scene, which is that most of the ones that are cut out, they're funny scenes and just not necessary, but they're funny. So episode four, as we've talked about a bunch, this is guys versus girls. And a couple of the themes I pulled out of this episode, a big one is virginity. Ross talks a lot about the date. He's very depressed about the actual date of what is happening. He sees the date on the tickets for the hockey game. He's super upset. And we find out later that initially he says it's the first time that him and Carol consummated their marriage. But we find out later that it's actually the first time he'd ever he lost his virginity to Carol. And this was a new thing to learn about Ross. We learn a little bit more in depth about how he felt in that whole night. And there was peaches there. And, oh, he walked into the bus stop and all those things. So he's really reminiscing on this pivotal moment in his life. And that really goes through so his past life and moving on and moving past these things, which then actually ties into Rachel's part of the story as well. They're both realizing what they had before, moving on, mourning that past life, especially Rachel in a whole sense where Ross is just upset and mourning a certain particular part of his past. Rachel's kind of mourning this entire past life that she could have had that she let go and left. And then with that past life and moving on and growing up, just new friendships and relationships and where does that stuff lead you? They both are having this moment of what happened and where did it go wrong? But in the end, I think they're both realizing how rich their life is with their friends and for Ross, their family that's around every day for them and to be there for them. And as Rachel so eloquently puts it, she has magic beans and she really does. And I think that's she has this moment and Phoebe and Monica are trying to help her get out of it. And she's, I gave up an orthodontist and I gave up this life. And this isn't the last time we hear this from her. And it's not the last time that she has people trying to ask her, how long are you going to be doing this for? Like, when are you coming home? And so she's got a little bit longer to get through this. And I feel like even at this point, we don't know. We do know if we've watched it. <laughs> but if you're watching it for the first time, you don't know, you know, where she's going to go. Is she going to stick around? Is this... 
Is she going to stay at the coffee house and become the manager and become the new guy? We don't know that stuff yet. But those of us that, you know, that actually do know this because we have seen the show so much, I don't feel like Rachel really gets to that point of getting over and mourning that past life until she is comfortable in her position in fashion when she starts to work at Bloomingdale's. And even Bloomingdale's is still a little rocky. Ralph Lauren, I think, is where it really takes off. She's just, she's struggling this episode. And it's also something we can relate to. We've all been through that point in our life where how did we get to where we are? And those friends that we've lost or not necessarily lost, but have just disconnected with over time. And hopefully you've been able to look up and look around and have the moment of Rachel where she's realizing that her life is really not that bad and it's rich in a very different way that works for her. It is really a pivotal episode more so for Rachel than it is for Ross, but we just learn a lot about Ross in this episode. Okay, so I mentioned before, we don't have a lot of outfit changes. A few things I want to point out with these outfits, though. The opening scene, nothing is super outstanding. It's all the basic stuff that we typically see. Nothing extravagant in those. But later on that evening, I love that Joey has his hockey jersey on. I think it would have been really bummer if none of them had a hockey jersey on. And I think it's fitting that it's Joey to have the hockey jersey on. Chandler is just his typical clothing throughout. The girls think Monica's in this kind of jammy button-up outfit. I think Rachel stays in her work clothes for a while. And then Phoebe, I think, is in this adorable little onesie. I love that they put her in a onesie. I think adult onesies are just so much fun. (laughs) So I love that they have her in one. And finally, the one that I just, the one I dislike the most is Ross. So Ross, for the hockey game, is wearing just the most atrocious looking outfit, in my opinion. He's got this yellow, what looks to be like a rain jacket on. And I don't know if it was a rain jacket. Maybe it's a windbreaker. I don't know. It's bright yellow. I'm not opposed to bright colors. I own bright yellow stuff. It is what it is, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. And then with it paired with his shirt, which is this large striped blue shirt, Literally, the first thing that came to my mind was Blue's Clues. (laughs) Then men's clothes in the 90s were, I don't want to call it baggy, but it essentially was. It wasn't fitting how we see a lot of men's suits or men's pants, especially men's dress pants nowadays. So he's got these loose khakis on that are way too big for his legs. And then this oversized shirt and then this atrocious rain jacket windbreaker thing that he just looks like he's from Blue's Clues. (laughs) And I couldn't stop thinking about that the whole time. But that's really all we see, right? Because like I said, this is only over a whole night. So there aren't any other outfit changes. But the one thing we do get in this episode, which is nice, is we get a few other set locations. So we typically have seen the coffee shop with them sitting, the classic scene where we see them sitting on the couch. And the other angle where you can see the table in chair or the angle where you see just the chair where the window is behind them. So you've had those three scenes in the coffee shop so far. This is the first time that we're going to get another scene in the coffee house where we have Rachel sitting up in the window on the couch in the window with her friends. And it's not a scene that we get frequently. I think I can in my head right now, and I'm probably way off, but can think of maybe a handful of times that we go back up into that area and actually have conversations or see people up there. So this is one of the first times we get to see that view. We also get taken to an outside kind of shot. We get the hospital scene. We also get them sitting at the hockey game. And then we get the first time out on Monica's patio. So we've seen Monica's patio with Chandler when he was out there smoking in an episode. But this is the first time we actually get to see them outside on the patio. And this won't be the last time you see them out there. Again, there's only a handful of moments that I can think about of them out there 
in future episodes. So it's just nice. We're getting a couple of other scene shots, a couple of other locations, different views of the apartment. We have had the scene where we see them looking out the window and the camera's looking at them from in the window. But this is the first time we see them out on the patio. It's the first time we see how they get to the patio, which is through that window, which I always thought was so funny. That was how that worked. So going into the breakdown, because there is a lot more fun stuff. Talking about the compounded time, nothing changed in this episode. It is exactly the same as episode two and episode three. Episode one right now is the only one that's been different so far, which at that point, it was just one episode, so it wasn't compounded time. But our compounded time has stayed the same with Ross at the top, then Rachel, then Monica, then Chandler, then Phoebe, then Joey. So that is the exact same layout that we had after episode three and is the exact same layout that we had after episode two. The things that have changed here a little bit is after episode two, Phoebe and Joey were pretty close. They were off by a couple of seconds for their difference for compounded time. After episode three, there was a decent jump between them and Joey dropped pretty far back But after episode three, Rachel and Monica had that similar thing where they were only off, I think, between 10 and 20 seconds from each other for the compounded time total. Now, after episode four, that distance between Rachel and Monica has grown to over a minute separation. And the Joey-Phoebe separation has grown by almost two minutes. Joey's actually compounded time after the end of episode four is where Phoebe was at the end of episode three. So he's pretty far behind. As I mentioned before, we haven't seen an episode with Joey as a main storyline yet. So hopefully that'll start to balance out once we get Joey into a more focal point of a storyline. We've seen all the other characters have at least one. So I think that's why Joey's hanging back a little bit. So hopefully we'll see that pull forward um, in a future episode very soon because there is a storyline coming up very soon that is a little more focused on Joey. So that's where we're at. The compounded time hasn't changed. I'm curious about when it's going to change. That's going to be a big thing to watch is when when that's going to change, when someone is going to take over Ross or Joey pops out of that bottom spot or just when the middle mixes up a little bit. It'll be really interesting to see when that happens. Getting right into the other part of the data here, our guest stars, they have a minute and 28 seconds for their total time between all six of them. The top of that is going to be... Rachel's friend Joanne from the law firm and then Rachel's friend Kiki both with 19 seconds. I think Kiki gets a lot of her time from like her giggles and her laughs. Like that's part of what kind of builds up her stuff. And then it is Nurse Sizemore who comes in at 17 seconds. And then we go to the pizza boy with 15 seconds. And then Rachel's last friend Leslie with 13 seconds. And the little boy in the hospital is only at six seconds. So he's at the bottom there with Joanne at the top but for a total of a minute and 28 seconds for these guys. That is something that I said I was going to look at is if the compounded time for all the guest stars or if an individual guest star, if they've got a larger amount for the guest star timing, if any of it surpasses any of our main six. And this week, no individual passes the main six. However, the compounded time of a minute and 28 seconds is more speaking time than Joey has in this episode. Joey only has a minute and 17 seconds in this episode, which is funny because in my notes, I said that Joey's got like more time and Chandler's not as noticed or as talked or doesn't talk as much in this episode. But then we still ended up having less time speaking than Joey or than Chandler did. My initial observation in that sense, there is definitely more of Joey. I believe this might be 
Yes. Oh, no, it's not. I was going to say this might be the most we've seen of Joey, but it's not. Episode one is when we've seen the most of Joey at a minute and 39 seconds. And this episode is a minute and 16 or minute 17 seconds. So Joey, this isn't the most we've seen, but this is the most we've seen in the last couple of episodes. So it seems like we're getting a lot more of Joey. And I think that's why that kind of popped into my brain. But Chandler still does have a little bit more time than Joey does. So Chandler's sitting at a minute and 40 seconds, which is not a significant drop. It is a significant drop from the last episode because the last episode he had two minutes and 24 seconds. So it's a pretty big drop from the last episode. He seems to be cycling a little bit. Uh, He had two minutes in episode one. Then he had one minute in episode two. And then he bumps up to two minutes and 24 seconds. And now he's dropping back down to a minute and 40 seconds. So he's been a little cyclical with his timing in these episodes. Again, another thing it'll be interesting to see once episode five gets popped in there, episode six, does it stay in that cycle or does it eventually break up in some way? And then, like I said, the compounded time stayed the same. Same with the episode. Individually, we have Phoebe next. The individual episode is a little different than compounded time from the last one. I mistake that. But Phoebe comes in. Fourth place, she's got a minute and 51 seconds for her time in this episode. A little bit longer, but not the longest time. And then we've got Monica sitting at two minutes and eight seconds for this episode. She is just below the average speaking time for characters. So our average time for these six is two minutes and 10 seconds. So she's just below that average timing. Rachel is number two this week. She is at two minutes and 43 seconds. And then Ross is at the top again this week with three minutes and 22 seconds. Comparing that directly to last week, Ross was lower. (laughs) He was in fourth place and now he's up in first place. So that switched a little bit. Rachel last week was in fifth place and she's back up into the second place with this episode. So those two kind of pulled from the bottom and came back up. And then like Phoebe Chandler, because they're in the top three in episode three, they dropped down into the lower six or the lower three the bottom three of the episode for episode four then we go back to having monica rachel and ross at the top phoebe chandler and joey at the bottom which is how episode one and episode two were so episode four kind of goes back to the trend that we saw with episodes one and two episode three was our outlier for the moment with having phoebe and chandler towards the top but they did have that storyline for those episodes right now I don't think I would have said or if I would have known that Ross would have had the most time at this point compounded for the episodes. I don't know that I would have thought that. But now looking at the breakdown and looking at the storylines, there's a lot about his divorce, a lot about Carol being pregnant, his just past life with Carol. So it does make sense now. But on the outside, before I started this breakdown, I think I automatically thought that maybe Monica would be towards the top. But her sitting in the third spot is interesting. And then again with Rachel, it's not surprising that she's at the top or in the top two or the top three of the characters, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. That's not surprising to me at all. And then looking at something else we look at, which I love to look at because it's so interesting to me, is our total speaking time versus our non-speaking time. Because it's just, it still blows my mind that there's so much time where we don't have anybody talking at all. But what we're looking at here is we have... A total speaking time, this includes our main six plus the guest time is 14 minutes and 27 seconds. And then we have 10 minutes and 57 seconds of no speaking. So not quite half and half like it's been in previous episodes, but still pretty close together. I mean, you can essentially say it's 14 and a half minutes and 11 minutes for comparison. 
interesting that there's that much downtime. Again, it just blows my mind that there's so much downtime in an episode and it's still as good as it is. It really, it really makes me want to look at other shows or movies to find out how much time is there that's not talking. That is verse just scene changes or just having music while you're looking at the characters and they're not speaking because I don't think of friends to be like that. I, that to me aligns more with an action movie and there's a huge action scene. There's no one actually talking. We're just seeing a lot of fighting or car chase or whatever on, on our television. And then there is a drama or a more serious film or a TV show where we might be seeing a scene that there's music playing and we're just watching something on the screen. I don't necessarily think of Friends as being the show that would have a lot of time where there's no one talking. So that's probably been one of the more surprising things that have come out of this. It's going to be cool to continue to look at that and see how that changes over time. But that's where we're looking at for episode four. That is the episode. It's a fun one. I feel like Joey has a couple of great one-liners in there. It's a nice one to see just over a daytime, but then yet we still have a lot of scene changes because there's other episodes coming up where it'll it'll be one evening, but we're in one place or we're only in two locations. So it's fun to see multiple locations over a short period of time in the time sense of the show and how many days are passing by or how much time is going on. Again, this episode is opening in the coffee house. It's like early evening in this and... We will see when we finally have an episode that doesn't open up in the coffee house. We'll have to see how many it takes before then. I'm excited to see that in the future and see where it leads us. Wrapping up this week, we need to check on Ross again. But, you know, I have a feeling he's going to tell us that he's fine. Thanks for tuning in this week. Don't forget to follow me over on Instagram at Weenus of Friends Podcast for visuals of each week's data. And if you love the breakdown this week, please go rate and subscribe to the podcast anywhere you're listening. Be sure to join me next week on Tuesday at 11 a.m. for our next mini-sode.